Welcome to City on a Hill Gaming, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. We hope you enjoy our episode. Welcome back to City on a Hill Gaming. I am your, not Game Master, just, hi, I'm the guy talking right now. I'm Ryan, hi. How, how is everyone? Welcome back to City on a Hill Gaming. Uh, so we are streaming live on Twitch right now, twitch.tv slash City on a Hill Gaming. Uh, come say hi. If you're hearing this live, say hi in chat. We will say hi back. Uh, if you make suggestions uh, for what we're doing tonight, we will read them and see what we can do to incorporate them. We are going to be making a fifth edition, give or take, uh, class for our Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. We're going to make it from scratch. We have zero plans. Um, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm kind of excited to see where it goes. So uh, hi, hi, chat. How are you? Hi. Um, and uh, let me introduce all the folks here with us this evening. I will click on your piece. Phages. Pa phages? Phage the Untouchables. Uh, hold hey, up your copies of Phage the Untouchable, please. Um, don't cast it. You will lose the game. Uh, so I, I'm, I will click on your face. I will mm -hmm. say your name. Say hi. Wave to the nice people. And then we will make a thing. Uh, ben, say, say hello to the nice people. Hi, nice people. That, that is Ben. Cameron. <laughs> hello and good luck. How's everyone doing? Good luck, have fries. Uh, Daniel. Yes, me load. Hello. Uh, Grant. Work, work. Work, work. Construct <laughs> <laughs> more pylons. Gregory. Hello, internet people. It's it's a mustache, and it's twirly, and I love it. Ginny, say hi. Hello. There she is. All right, and now I'll probably click freeform, and we'll just minimize faces. And hey, look, it's a word doc. Um, okay, so I made zero actual plans for this, and I think that's probably best because now we're just going to do weird things, and I'm excited about it. Uh, so <laughs> I, I want to make a class for our, for our podcast, and I don't care about anything else as long as it fits our podcast. Go. Um, uh, um, <laughs> sorry, I'm gonna be that guy too. Uh, can we have access to the doc? Like, oh, actually, so that we can look at stuff that's there without having the stream open. Hi, folks, you can now see my email address. Uh, email me at feltip at gmail.com, the email I've had since my sophomore year of high school. <laughs> Hi, I'm a hipster who had uh, a, a Gmail back when you had to have an invite. Oh, yeah, I remember, um, our CS class fighting each other yes for all intents and purposes for gmail invites it was it was I, hilariously high school i have a friend daniel will know well his name is dustin he said i can get you an invite to gmail and i'm like what's that oh yeah that's how yeah. long ago this was uh okay so you guys should have a link now to the google doc um chat if you happen to copy that link then then i guess you also have uh, i have sent an, i have sent an email um asking for access ah okay. i have requested access what do you guys want to make? Is, is there something in particular you've always wanted to see in a Dungeons & Dragons class that you haven't gotten to see before that fits us? Um, Kind of. Can okay. We... Go ahead. Grant, ask your question. No, no, no. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So um, I thought of this when I was like a freshman in college, and I'm totally willing for this idea to get shot down. But the the idea that I had was um someone who's really good at like making traps or like improvised traps but just like a demolitions expert Interesting. basically yeah. yeah so that 
runs into an interesting issue, and I've run into this as well with other character concepts across multiple editions of D&D. The issue is, is there a resource cost for traps? Oh, sort of like component cost or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. How does the artificer work with that, right? Because isn't that part of... Uh, Artificer can make minor magical items there's a bunch of stuff that it can do um but but it's just it's just that question of how expensive is it is there time that sort of thing i've always run into this with poisons right i've always wanted to make like a poisoner in dnd ah i see um and it's like well there are poison rules but they're kind of designed for everybody to get access to poison by spending money so if you're making a class based on that then what's the resource cost Right. Right. Now, what you could do is kind of borrow from uh, the monk and have like a points system that you spend. Interesting. Yeah. Right. Uh, now, the, the the problem with this is, does this tie into the shepherd idea? Is that is that what we're doing here or is, is this something completely different? This is completely different. Completely different. OK, then. Yeah. So, the, you know, you could very well have just, you know, daily or encounter points that you spend on things, which I think works fine, but, you know, there's a lot to think about, you know, okay, how many, what do I have access to? You know, do I have like certain things that I'm doing? What's the base trap look like? That sort of thing, right? Poisoner ran into the same problem of like, okay, well, am I just spending like poison dice at this point? And then it's like, well, okay, this is just kind of a rogue class where the sneak attack can be dropped in drinks. You know. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Does Fifi have an alchemist? Uh, there's an alchemist, uh, sort of in the artificer. Okay. Okay. Because that would be the other thing I would think of would be some kind of alchemist who can yeah. do something yeah. similar. Yeah. Right. The artificer is its own very weird and specific thing. Yeah, and like I said, this this idea is years old, so. Mm-hmm. It's like not a, a bad idea. Yeah, but no, it's I like, like a idea. solid 15-ish years old. So, like, it's, I am positive that better ideas have been kicking around mm-hmm. since then. Question, I mean, question with a, a trap-based character, though. Like, how would that work in, like, an active combat situation? Do they just have traps hanging off them that they throw out? Or I mean, are they like crafting like a, traps? A in, bear trap. You know? sort of, sort of have like, any of y'all played um, Greedfall? Greedfall? No. No. Okay. No. So it's if you've played like Dragon Age, it's kind of similar to that idea, except it's like loosely piratey. But mm-hmm. one of the like the major features that you can do is just like the deploy combat traps, which essentially work because the enemy AI is too stupid to walk around them and will do like straight line paths. I mean, the so thing you can, that like, comes hide to mind... them into your traps. Oh yeah, the like thing Dragon that comes Age. to mind to me is um, you know the Diablo two trap assassin or you know the Torchlight two. Uh, character class whose name I cannot even remember oh, yeah. that had just deployable turrets, right? Well, it makes me just think of oh, Torbjorn from Overwatch. <laughs> yeah. Where you're just tossing down the little little pew-pew buddy. Yeah. yeah that That's like Torbjorn and um, Corvo from Dishonored. And yeah. um, yep. brand new unreleased character from Valorant named Killjoy. By the way, Jenny, I'm going to have to pick your brain about Dishonored because um, turns out Chrissy's writing some stuff that uh, oh. is very Dishonored-y. We're, we're going to have to talk about it. Has anyone played a game yeah. called Here Be Monsters? 
I feel yeah. like I've heard of that. An old online game. Somebody in chat, the, the enthusiast, I cannot say his name correctly, David, uh, asked if anyone had played that one. I'm not familiar with it. That might be that might be a tie in there. I like I like the idea of a trap maker. Um, yeah, I think there's really something like, interesting there. Yeah, I mean the kind of one of the things I thought of. Um, it's it it was kind of like a two part thing. Like part of me was like, I wonder if there's a good like D and D equivalent of like the Ghostbusters traps that they just like slide out in the middle of everything and then mm -hmm. hit a thing and something happens. Okay. Um, uh, the the other idea is trying to solve some of the issues of like if you're just gonna be the guy at the back of the group hucking bottles of like alchemist fire, yeah, because at some point you're gonna botch a roll and you're gonna hit somebody and everyone's gonna be mad at you. So Possibly. here's the other unfortunate thing: there's not a lot that distinguishes a trap specialist from a very good wizard. Oh. I feel like you could say that about a lot of classes, though. I mean, that's true. But, you know, any <laughs> wizard that has the grease spell is already just a ridiculously good controller. Mm -hmm. There's a grease spell? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's not quite as good as it was in third edition, but it's still quite good in fifth. By good, you mean broken. Because... I mean, extraordinarily broken. Insanely broken. In third edition, it was broken. Very oh yeah. So you know how um, nobody has ranks in athletics or uh, or acrobatics if you are say a heavy armor user. Sure. Oh. Guess. Yeah. Guess what's required <laughs> to stay on your feet. Oh no. And stand up. You just gotta stab them in the shins. No, they you, they literally just lie there and don't move because they cannot stand up. That's fantastic. Slick grease covers the ground in a 10-foot square centered on a point within range and turns it into difficult terrain for the duration. When it appears, each creature standing in the area must make a dexterity saving fall, throw or fall prone. It's no longer flammable, which... Oh, I can see. Yeah, that's that the other piece of issue. it. Oh, but the, they never made it, like, conductive, right? So you couldn't use a lightning bolt to make it greased lightning? Yep, it's Daniel. Yeah. Good to know. We're back. All right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, prepare yourselves. The time has come. The Do you want to hear how the alchemist works with the artificer to see how that works into it? With the yeah, sure. Go for it. Okay. Uh, with the alchemist, you make experimental elixirs. The amount you make a day is based upon your level. At so you can start at third level. You at third level, you get one. There is a D6 chart, so when you make your elixir, you roll the D6, and it's which elixir you get. Uh, healing, swiftness, resilience, boldness, flight, transformation. So that could work with spells. That could work with traps, sorry. Um, you wouldn't have just unlimited traps, but like you would make your trap at the beginning of the day, maybe off a similar style chart or a selection of possible traps. Kind of like how Druid or uh, Cleric picks their spells of the day. You would pick your traps, and then you would just have that trap. And maybe something similar with like a really good rogue that can disarm it and keep it. So maybe even get a bit more reuse out of it. Okay, so let's let's go with some options here. So so let's with. If, if this is the route we're going to go, because we don't have to go too in-depth with each one. We can, you know, just work a foundation. Yeah, yeah. Give, give me a name. What are we calling our, tra our trap maker? Trappy McTrapperston called it. Okay, that's a start. Trapper John? 
I mean, I feel like the name is going to say Trapper John. Man, let's set aside the name for right now. Like, let's just go with Trapper and we'll. Okay, fair enough. Workshop that later. More of the flavor, I feel like the name will come more easily. Rather than having flavor derived from a name, which might sound cool, but mechanically. Yeah, reasonable. Okay, so do we want these traps, while she pokes around with that, do we want this to be alchemical? Do we want this to be clockwork? Do we want this to be... So I would say let's... I would like mechanical, simply because, A, I think it differentiates it from the artificer. I agree. Okay. Um, Because the alchemist can just make alchemical things. That's not to say that traps can't have alchemical components where it's like, oh yeah, this sprays, you know, wet the the effect of like the web spell around somewhere because it's got, you know, spidey, you know, Spider-Man web slinger It's filled with spiders. Also good. I mean, don't also get me wrong. Interesting. You know, a ball full of spiders is a great trap. We're um, not doing that. That's a huge no. Okay. <laughs> with the moose! Um, hey, Box of rocks and zombies, Okay. Perfect. Um, no, seriously. What? Real quick. The, yeah. One of the best traps um, that I have ever seen in a module is one that was is in the module that I'm running for our group that includes Jenny. Uh, it's low level tr- uh, dungeon designed kind of as an intro thing, and one of the traps is literally you walk in and two zombies who have been positioned above the door with a box of rocks drop the box of rocks on you. Oh, I've heard about this. Yes. That is, uh, because that is well written. zombies aren't going anywhere. They can stand there all day and all night. Wow. They're just holding the box of rocks, and somebody walks in, and they go, Rip, uh, bam. Swamp. It's like, Yo, it's like a, like a Minecraft thing. Okay, I Jen- just had the dumbest idea, okay. and I think it I'm might ready. work. So what if... Okay. And if this if this goes like way too off the rails for for what this this class needs to be, that's fine. But what if it was all about bees? <laughs> I like it. So like, hear me out. I was just thinking about how do sticky bombs work in a medieval, late medieval, early Renaissance system? Like like, how do they stick to stuff? Because glue might not be re- readily available because you have to kill a horse to do that. But what if sure. instead of, of, of horse killing, it was just honey? And so what if you're a beekeeper? Okay. And and you make, like, bee bombs. <laughs> okay, so actually, that that's kind of an interesting thing. Are we making a class or a subclass here? Okay, reasonable, reasonable question. I prefer class. Okay. Class because, is my preference. Okay. This because sounds like a subclass. Been, yeah, because I was thinking a insect-focused subclass of the druid could be very interesting, or the ranger. Mm-hmm. I think ranger I, needs more. More. Ranger, ranger needs, needs love. More. Ranger, ranger absolutely need needs love. Okay. Yeah. I I but, agree. But yeah. Anyway, okay. Okay. Um, so so go with me on this journey. We do a full class, but we don't do that full class until after we've made a ranger subclass. <laughs> and we just okay. make we make this a ranger subclass because Trapper feels like a ranger subclass, frankly. Because a, a Trapper actually, I think, works very well as a ranger subclass, kind of mm-hmm. like a like yeah. a scout. Where okay, okay, so real quick, we make a ranger subclass because why not? 
Because Jimmy right. said the word bees, and everyone freaked out. So we're going to go <laughs> here now. Um, separate this from the swarm keeper. Oh, wait. Is it, oh, that is already a thing. Oh, so uh, ladies and gentlemen, introduced to D&D Beyond's playtest content. Uh, this is an unearthed uh, class called Swarm Keeper. So step one, we just pretend we never saw that. Right. <laughs> so I'm going to close this tab real quick. Okay. And, one thing uh, that I see that uh, differentiates it... Um... This is somewhat. I hadn't heard based. of it. <laughs> what is that? I'm playing one. That's why I know. Galermo is part Swarmkeeper Ranger. Uh, the, the big thing is that the Swarmkeeper is, you know, Fey spirits, I guess. Yeah. Mm. And and this really is more about one of the things you happen to do is control bees. Probably not with magic. Probably with. With smoke, pheromones, and yes. luck, and patience. Yeah, yeah you literally just <laughs> have a luck. leather bag full of bees. Let's just be clear, you have a bag of bees. Yes. <laughs> and luck. I, I Thank you for including I, that, Jenny. <laughs> I like this idea because I still posit that the first Bioshock game was very good, but I stopped yes. being scared the instant you can shoot bees from your hand. Because <laughs> nothing yes. is scary after that. No, they're sure. Okay, Jenny, what were the yeah. what were the four things you said now? Said said just uh, now. Uh, the I'm... last one was patience, and okay. before that was luck. Okay. And smoke. I don't remember the the first. Smoke, smoke, smoke? And pheromones. Yeah, smoke, smoke and, and pheromones. pheromones. I can't spell pheromones, so apologies to chat on that one. And uh, oh, hey, That's... it's not wrong. Awesome. Yeah, it's the you spell it in the traditional manner. And, and then you I have got. somebody else because there's like five people editing this document, and we can all correct your spelling afterward. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Yeah. Chat won't even notice. That's how delays work, right? On on Twitch. Exactly. It'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. 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 So interesting uh, question in chat: Does a trapper have a bonus to roll against existing traps? Ooh. I think you give him like traps? an increased perception. Like, I think that's really like a perception, him... a situational yeah. perception bonus. Yeah, or better passive perception because I think that's how it works with some things. Investigation. Is, so here's the thing: there's okay. perception to notice some traps, and then pat investigation is if you are searching to see if there are traps. Okay, I would treat this more as a passive perception to me be more adept to hey, I think that's trapped, not to actively look for them. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, to me, a, a a trapper is going to know when there are other traps. So it's more of like a training of like I would put a trap here in this situation. Right. Yeah. Can I make a suggestion? Go for it. All right. What's what's one of the iconic cinematic moments involving traps? The moment when uh, somebody sees it about to trigger and okay. yells something. Right. Uh, so what if oh. your trapper has a bonus, uh, you know, to save against traps. Okay. Or they can give that up to save someone else within, or to give that, you know, bonus that advantage on deck saves or whatever, to someone else next uh, next to them or within ten feet. Hey, watch out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. The, or okay. No, you know, I like the, it. I'm gonna grab you and pull you back away from it. Right. How whatever flavor you want it to be. And then snatch your sweet fedora out from under the thing as it closes down. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Is that a requirement for the class? Is it light armor, medium armor, and fedoras? Uh, yeah. It is now. And whips are, requi <laughs> whips are a required to, class item. I need uh, to look up. Armor. I need to look up beekeeper outfits for a second. Uh, also, I need to know the name. Uh, medium for armor that as a profession. Beekeepers. Yeah. What did you beekeepers. say, Ryan? What What is the name for a beekeeper? 
Um, that process. I used to know Apiary-ism. this. Apiaryism. Ap ap something. I knew apiary is the name of a beehive that you make. Hold on. What's the name? Apiary. Apiary is like the 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 house. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Okay. Apiarist is, I believe, the beekeeper. Google or Grammarly you... don't seem to be upset at my spelling, so we're gonna pretend that's right. I only, re- sadly, I only remember that from the Minecraft bees mod. Oh, so, we right. got two things: bees Same. and bombs. By bombs, I mean trees. These mobs. Uh, bees, which are now a part of Minecraft in, in non-mod format now. Yes, lovely. but they don't have massive genetics <laughs> coded <laughs> in. Oh, I remember that mod. Oh, yeah. thank you for taking me back to that one, Grant. Oh, man. That was oh, like, you're welcome. That was like Pokemon breeding. Oh. Oh, yeah. It was it atrocious. Was, yeah. That it was, was tedious. Yeah. He also then tried to make a trees mod that was similar. Really? People actually made add-on mods that would let you just accumulate massive amounts of genetic material and automate the whole process. Sure. I mean, it's Minecraft. That's sort of ninety percent of the process. And that isn't that at that point you're just Monsanto. Okay. So let's, if you play right, yeah. So let's let's look at some some ranger specific things. So I don't know that favored enemy makes a lot of sense here. Uh, what what is favorite, favorite en- enemy? What is favorite enemy become? <laughs> favorite Could allies. You that to, uh, Bears. <laughs> That'll start galactic. <laughs> uh, nine out of ten. Oh, okay. bother. Oh, bother. Um, oh, is this a Winnie the Pooh subclass? Would just permanent uh, advantage on on disarming traps be a be too much? Actually, can I can I suggest that we keep the favorite enemy? Okay. But as one of the class features, your traps have an extra advantage against your favorite enemy. I like that. Oh, okay. Because you're making these traps to trap particular things. So bonus to... So does that mean the traps have a... Let's say the traps have a save DC, and then if it's a favorite enemy, they have disadvantage? Yeah, that makes sense. As yeah, like I like as that. As a starting point. Okay, yeah, so just, like, starting point. we can we can workshop yeah, favorite it. Favorite enemy, like, like, like trying to yeah, we can yeah. catch a rabbit in a bear trap, and then we can actually favorite like, enemy has disadvantage against your traps, and yes, disadvantage. Well, Ryan's upset because he has oh has it'll he? It'll let okay. you know if it's misspelled. It will. It'll also let me know if my grammar is bad because I have grammarly turned on. Well, oh, it it might, but you know that's. Not exactly the same thing, because it's not like you're using full sentences. Um, That's true. If I was, it wouldn't be as angry right now. Um, okay, no, I like that. Same favorite enemy, the favorite enemy of Nazis. From chat. Oh. Nice. Nice. It's a good reference. The Indiana Jones yep. theme, yes. That's accurate. Um, okay, so what does Natural Explorer become? Oh, okay, multiple so... of us can type in the document at once. That's nifty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's why you can alter things. Mm-hmm. Love it. Okay, so I, I, I just, made, I just like... made the best pun in there, and none of y'all are laughing. Okay, hit me with it again. Um, did the picture upload in, in yes. the yeah. document? Yeah. yeah. That, are you familiar with this flower? No. No. It's called Bee Bomb. Oh. <laughs> what that, do? This is not a joke. Neat. It, I mean, it is a joke, but only a little bit. Okay, that way check. So I think Natural or Explorer can just stay its own thing. You just, yeah. you just Not, mean, okay. Like, I don't think everything has to, like, these are class features. Like, that's true. That's yeah. True. Uh, I assume fighting, uh, does fighting style need to change? 
No. No, I think that one's all right. You just need to fight somehow. Yeah. Okay. I think one of the inter- I think what you could do with the interesting class features is basically put a spell into a trap okay. at some point mm-hmm. so that um you know your trap triggers and casts that spell. Yeah, like putting ensnaring strike on a trap. On an arrow. Right. right. So you put it on a trap instead. Okay. So what what things so let's say cuz most subclasses get added uh, bonus spells. Okay, wait. Can you still type when I move down there, Greg? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what? I didn't even know you were down there. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. So what? Uh, what? What spells are we adding to said subclass? Um, I mean, I gotta, I gotta look uh, at the ranger spells. Yeah. We, like, if uh, we're if we're adding from anything, I think uh, something like explosive runes would be good. Okay. I, don't, I, mean, I don't think the problem with explosive runes is that's. That's a pretty high level spell. Yeah, yeah I would that's say more of a joke, I guess. I don't really I mean, know how. Also, it's also kind of an arcane effect, whereas I'm kind yeah. of envisioning this as more natural and pragmatic. Okay, so yeah, for I the guess... purposes of, of tonight, let's stick to first and second level spells. All right, just I'm so gonna we don't dive too up. deep into this. You'll look up um, Druid list. Uh, and I'm assuming this is an archetype. I mean, well, I guess this is an archetype. Web is an obvious one that is not on the spell list for okay. uh, rangers by default. No opposition. Yeah. And I think that's a second level spell. That sounds right. Okay, okay we will add web. I like it. Um, rangers get some kind of fog cloud, don't they? There's like six different kinds of Goodness, fog yeah. mist. Uh, they, they get fog cloud. They yeah. do get fog okay. cloud. Okay, so we're covered there. Okay. Oh, what about something like Thunder Wave that would it's come out? You're of basically trap. just making a flashbang. Yep. Mm-hmm. Possible. Uh, we need something. We do okay. So we've done all this without having anything particularly bee related. So what? Right. What can we do bee related in 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 this section particularly? Maybe something that rangers don't have normally to calm bees. To acquire bees. Um... So, something like animal friendship. Is that a ranger that. already? Yes. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at a spell list, but it, it's not given me um, like classes that have ranger, it. Yeah. Rangers already get animal friendship, speak with animals, fog cloud, conjure animals, mm-hmm. find saps, summon bestial spirit from unearthed arcana. Okay. Yeah. What about something like cause fear cause fear like that like you can flavor that then have bees do something as part like because bees are scary if they swarm you okay yeah they don't get fear but probably well no I, that's what that's the thing i think that that's would be like, a cool like, this, like the spell cause mm-hmm. fear yeah bee flavored cause fear okay i'm not opposed to it like um, i mean like again you kind of have to theme it to be like around bees but like that type of yeah thing yeah, yeah where okay can we um, do some you're... kind of what does bee sense do is there some kind of thing we could do with beast sense that is bee related? Beast uh, just sense. Take the ST off. Just yeah. bee sense. Bee sense. Yeah. And you can sort of see through the swarm. Yeah. Um, the yeah. suggestion from the chat is like bee scouts, where you can like yeah. summon a mob and having the having them scout for you. Okay, kind of so like see. um, Find like being able to to talk to, yeah. Like talk to animals or summon and dismiss them. 
Okay, I need this website to show me these in order of level. They, they understand like bee dances, right? Clearly, that's yeah, that's how it works. Um, right. Yes. Uh, there can, we go. Okay. Okay. Can we give them like uh, like extra high jumping, and just call the spell the bees knees? Nope. I'm disappointed in that. you. I'm disappointed in you. Um, okay, okay. Is some kind of swarm a companion? Yes, I do like that idea. I do like, yeah, that's good. That's much better than that awful superhero that was called the Red Bee, who had a single trained bee as his <laughs> companion. That's huh. disappointing. That's like a disappointing Ant Man. Was it at least the Golden Bee from Link to the Past? No, it's just a it's just a trained bee. It's just a trained bee. Just a trained bee. He just knows what he's doing. That one bee. Just yep. that one guy. Okay. Um, okay, so let's look at... Okay, so let's maybe replace primeval awareness with some kind of... So let's just go third level. Some kind... Oh, ah, spelling. Some kind of bee swarm animal companion friend. So you'd have it be like... The swarm gets bigger as you level up more in this like subclass. So like, you could do something, um, and I kind of was just thinking about this like the cause fear idea, where it's like, it has this effect and it does this thing, but then it starts as like one d four damage at level two, and then it goes up to one d six at level five, or et cetera, et cetera, as you okay, grow. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Um, in some capacity, like some sort of scaling, like to grow like yeah. monk dice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or the new like. Um, like not strictly like the new psionic subclasses, but like that style of thing. Well, like quick attack does things. quick attacking greases. Yeah, inlay does. Um, I I have another idea. Okay. Uh, could we give the um, the class like a resistance to like venoms or poisons? Poison. Because yeah, because I mean, if you get stung a lot, you will either develop an allergy or a tolerance. Okay. Presumably. So giving them an allergy would be a bad idea. Uh, <laughs> yes. I mean, look, if you want to, it, look, there's nothing wrong with building the class the way you want to build the class. It's not my first choice, but I'm not telling you you can't. Yeah, it just, if you want them to make it to level three, maybe not. Three. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. What else? Okay. So we've got some, we've got some things added to spellcasting. We have some third level things. We have a lot of B flavor. That's Pretty... a weird way to put that, but okay. And we have some um, suggestions in chat. Some pretty flowers. Uh, Panning is the queen, and she leveled up with a swarm, and I have the I like swarm. That. Okay. I do like that. Yeah, that's good. I'm a fan of the idea of, of having some kind of bee. Bin. Okay. Bee queen. Chat, I need zero Beyonce jokes. Just, I'm putting that out there. I don't have time for that nonsense right now. Um, okay. <laughs> I know you guys love nonsense. Um, okay. Wouldn't be here without it. Amen <laughs> to that, sir. Um, okay, so so my recommendation, um, as we have actually put a pretty good amount of work into a subclass, that's kind of cool. Um, hello, car. Uh... Okay, let's name it. 
let's name it, and then we will make a. Uh, then we're going to move on to the class class. Okay, um, but I do. I, I actually really like this idea. I, you could just also just call him like the beekeeper subclass of ranger. Like it, it does. I don't think it has to be yeah. super fancy. Yeah, I mean, apiarist will do just fine. I think. Yeah. Ranger subclass. Okay. I love the idea of a combat beekeeper. <laughs> he just throws swarms like Did he just give up of Oprah with the bees. Bees! I, I just have to make like a kobold beekeeper, honestly. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. Okay. All right. So let's just hit enter repeatedly until we're on a new page. I'm sure there's a smoother way to do this, but it's fine. There we go. Can control enter? Probably. I think does that. That would have made a lot of sense. Um, that was a good call. Okay. Class. Okay, class. Tell me the things. All right, a whole class. Uh, whole class of stuff. Magic, magic or non-magic? Either. Okay, Actually, what non. Let's go non. The class was a beekeeper. Okay. I, okay. So, there is something from fourth edition, as much as people hate it, which was actually very fun and did not make its way into fifth edition, which might be very fun to make for fifth edition. In fourth, it's called a warlord. I knew that was what you I were going to say. I was literally just thinking that when the stream started. Uh -huh. but you, said, you, you, know what, you know what a good way to do that would be? And, and to make all you magic fans happy? Uh-oh. Ander. Oh. Okay. Now, question. Hmm. I, I like the idea because I, I multiclassed into Warlord in 4th edition. And I, I enjoyed 4th edition for what it was. Um, it was a good time. And I multiclassed yeah. Warlord. It was cool. Grant, yep. this question mostly to you. What was Trather's fighter subclass? Um, what was that called? called? I don't remember. Um, Wait, let me, go, let me go look at... Let me get my book out. Hold on. You go look at fighter subclasses. Because I don't want to... Were you a... Battle master. You were a battle master. Yeah. The battle master is about as close as you can get to that, but the problem is um, the the it's not really designed to do what the... So, um, so I obviously know... But for people in chat that might not know what made the Warlord class interesting. Yeah. Oh, sure. Someone want to share? Yeah. So it was a charisma based uh, martial class that uh, was a support class. Yes. Uh, technically a leader class is what they called it because the idea was it um, controlled the battlefield by uh, enabling other characters and by healing other characters. Um most of the people who complained about it were a not fans of fourth edition and b were whining about shouting hands on when you know ignoring <laughs> the part where hp are specifically not hit or not health points but rather you know your general hey you're up right it's it's an abstract measurement for a reason um that's why i've stopped describing a lot of hits when i gm as you know oh yeah you know they connect with you and do some big sick uh, sickening, crunching blow or whatever. It's like, no, it's just, it's abstract, right? They're wearing sure. you down. It's whatever. Okay. So, so charisma based. I'm, I'm very fond class. of the warlord. I personally. am too. 
Uh, and and you are correct. Your your fighter subclass does not have the healy bonuses. It has one healing ability. It okay, does not it have a lot of the same stuff that you can. Because that was a good time. I do kind of miss playing Warlord. I do too. I um, do too. It was it was not a primary healer. It wasn't anywhere close to a primary healer. No, but it was a you definitely made you made things happen. I honestly made Trather about as close to a warlord as I could have, um, you know, within the constraints of what else, ne- of the other things that he needed to be able to do within his character. Right? Okay. Um, yeah. Basically, looking at the battle master, there's the commander's strike, which lets you say, hey, you, take your, you know, take an attack. Correct. Uh, the, and then there's a rally, which allows you to um, give somebody temporary hit points. A very small amount of temporary hit points. And then everything else is clever attacks. Okay. Whereas the Warlord is designed to move people around the battlefield, give them bonuses, heal them, uh, inspire them so that they have advantage, uh, things like that. Okay. Uh, Yes. It sounds like a mix of like... Like that battle master, kind of like a paladin and like a bard type thing. Like the, yeah, a the, little the bit. Warlord kind of is. Yes, you dabble. Um, I just want to make sure I understood, since like I never played four E, so this is that's sure thing for me. It's like you... bard. It's bard level healing in my mind. Hang on, I can grab um, my fourth ed, but books. but much more yeah. charisma based and much more. It really it is it is one of the more hard support classes. Yep. By the way, yeah. my uh, boxed. 4e set oh wait hold on let me go back to the camera it's so lovely so the folks can uh yes uh, Dungeons there you Dragons go boxed fourth edition set right here uh grant your camera pre-ordered it and everything yes. your camera so actually what? has gone offline mine has yes yeah, yeah yours well, that's disappointing yours. because oh I've there we got go. it okay yep huh, that's weird yeah boxed uh boxed fourth edition set here nice, nice. pre-ordered it and everything all right, if you'll pardon me for just one second, uh, Jennifer made creme brulee, so now I have to correct this. Oh, I don't think that's a bad choice at all. Uh, uh, oh, <laughs> I missed the ASMR. Just dang that. Okay, it's okay. All right, push that back very in nice there. Enjoy. I don't need the other stuff, yeah, but... Oh, goodness, it's been a while since I've touched this. Oh, one. very nice. The Dragonborn? Dragonborn Warlord, the nice. very first D&D character I ever played. Oh, cool. Nice. Also, to, to make some more fun, a mousling beekeeper. Very good, excellent. I do like the idea of a mouse. That's a that's a bold choice because bees are huge. Yeah, compared to a mouse. You can kind of get like a an extra like cavalier thing going there. Like you can ride the bee. Oh no! (laughs) I mean, look, I don't hate the idea. So I didn't really want to say anything while we were doing the subclass, but there is a druid spell called Giant Insects. (laughs) <laughs> or you just make a an insect very large. Okay, chat, hold on. I got I got you. We'll 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 get there in a second. Uh you said it's just called giant insect? I think yeah. so. <laughs> it's a druid also. Oh, oh yeah, although I feel like the idea of just like giant insect. A giant, giant insect. <laughs> okay, let's go I look at this. Everybody. You transform up to 10 centipedes, three spiders, five wasps, or one scorpion within range into giant versions of their natural forms for the duration. It's pretty great. A centipede becomes a giant centipede, giant spider, Uh, giant wasp, or giant scorpion. 
Each creature um, obeys your verbal commands, and in combat, they act on your turn each round. Does anyone remember that one episode of Futurama where they went to the B planet? No. Don't worry. Be happy. Yep. <laughs> that was a that was a that was a good episode with giant bees. Okay, wait, hold on. So let's go put this on the list. Uh, I, I okay, you, thank you, sir. Because uh, that's going on the list. Um, I'm going to regret it one day, but it's going on the list. <laughs> what level it is, but it's there now. We have a thing in chat. Um, so maybe like a veteran. Think like maybe Iroh, Joe from the G- from the second G.I. Joe movies, etc. I, I, mm. I, I like the idea of Commander because I'm a Magic player. Um, hey, and I've, I've literally got a like... pile of cards sitting in front of me. But that comes the, with a certain... Veteran... The but, veteran to me, A, uh, is a background that you can take, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and B. Does it make sense at I first think, level? Well, no. The, the bigger thing is, I think for me, the various fighter classes kind of cover okay. everything that's implied by veteran. Sure. Whereas if we're creating something that is a commander... I don't think like that was like the class name suggestion, but think like that that archetype. Oh okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah absolutely. Or or you know a general, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. But I I, I think the, before they... the archetype the defining it as an archetype of commander I think works very well. Mm-hmm. Works for me. Uh, controls the field. Yes. Moves. Moves allies. Absolutely. Okay, now that's interesting. Moves enemies. Yeah, there, there was one... Uh, mm-hmm. I have to look at the 4th edition. Yeah, uh, Furious Smash. You smash your shield, injure your enemy, bash him with the weapon taft, and, or drive your shoulder into him, you basically just shove him around. That's right, I forgot about that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I yeah. will say, as someone who is currently in a different game playing a Warlock uh, class where you can push people around with Eldritch Blast, it's very fun. I don't hate it. It's um, great. Repositioning abilities seem good. Oh yeah. yeah, they're they're fantastic. Okay, okay, I'm here for it. I like it. Okay, so let's just go down. Let's go down the traditional traditional uh, OU, list. I have you on Twitter, and I forgot your name. Um, no, they do not. Oh yeah, uh, that is um, Andrew. Okay, yeah, I have him on there. Resting, but yeah. Yes, that is, so uh... feet-wise, there's Shield Master that does let you use at to take um, mm-hmm. the attack action on your turn. If you take the attack action on your turn, you can use a bonus action to try to shove a creature within five feet with your shield. Okay, right. so let's go. Let's just go. Let's just go down a list. Hit dice. Uh, I say um, it's not D12 or D6. My comfort zone is eight or ten for this. I'd say D8. Level, okay. Uh, so that would be hit points at first level would be ten, eight plus con mod. Yeah. Now that we could, you know, if they are going to be more melee, the the reason the warlord had good hit points was it was kind of just a controlly fighter. Accurate. If if we're talking about somebody who's a little bit more of a controller, they're going to need fewer hit points just because they are not frontline. However, they could be much like a cleric; they could have heavy heavy armor proficiency. So I was curious about that. I don't know. I think maybe that's a subclass thing. Is getting into heavy? Maybe heavy. And shields make sense. Shields. Yeah, they gotta have shields. Weapons, probably all sim- all simple martial. Yeah, yeah. 
the norm. Oh, and Marshall. Okay. Uh, tools. I don't actually. Is there um, something with tools? Hmm. Um, I think maybe like um, land. Um... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, land vehicles. Oh, yeah, that thing. that works. Yeah, makes sense. Think. All right. So what? What is that? So land vehicles, uh, carts, carts, and Horse. yeah, horses and carts and stuff. Uh, horses, okay. um, most people can tools. ride, but things like driving sure. vehicles yeah. um, and keeping them steady, that sort of thing. You know, they they would be in a chariot or whatever, being, you know, commandy. Yes. Yeah. Would it make sense to have the option to land vehicles or sea vehicles and choose one or the other? I'm okay with it. Yeah. I would say one or the, the other, but I pirate campaigns. Oh, don't no, I, I like the idea of a pirate as a subclass. Ben, don't say those words. <laughs> I need you to not put thoughts in my head. Okay, so um, charisma. Listen, there's a whole section oh. of the monster manual that's full of aquatic creatures that every DM wants to rifle through and start pulling out all the good stuff. He's not wrong. <laughs> um, okay, so charisma and do we want constitution, strength, dexterity? I think con might be good. I'm gonna see if there's anything that use, uses charisma and con already. I think I anything think. other than dex is a viable thing here. Sorcerer uses charisma and con, but yeah, I think so, I think charisma and con. Why con not intelligence? My, yeah, I I don't mind intelligence. Um, okay, I don't mind strength if they have to do like because um, if they're doing shield bashes to try and shove people around. Sure. Um, okay, so let's go choose two skills from uh, spelling, athletics, history, insight. Perception? Um, oh, I gotta look at skill. I'm only looking at the one because I have fighter open right now, so all I'm seeing is the ones fighter having. There's, there's, uh, uh, there's one I'm wanting. Of. Oh, uh, persuasion. Okay. I don't think deception fits. Not perception. Uh, maybe. Oh, maybe. Performance? <laughs> No, not performance, really. I don't hate that. It's getting a little bardy. Intimidation? Yeah. I think intimidation makes sense, especially yeah, if you're uh, if you're trying to do, like, a, a morale thing. Yeah, and that's that's six. That's sufficient, I think. That's probably enough choices. Reasonable. Oh, and again, first draft. Sure. Yeah, this is no, all absolutely. It's nothing set in stone. Okay, so we have worked all the way through that. Equipment, starting equipment, whatever. Um, okay, now let's look at... First level. Hey, we'll get copyright strike. Don't do that. I have eight seconds. Also, that's a level up sound in your first level, so that probably didn't make a whole lot of sense. That's okay. Also, I don't know why this is blue all of a sudden. I liked um, that idea a lot more before I started it. Okay. What what first level thing? So for a so fighter, like, you would get fighting style and second wind. So in general, if we're thinking like, what are the things that they could be getting, and then we can look at what those would be levelly, like level wise. Okay, well, I'm okay with that. Like, so, and that's me. Like again, because I don't know anything about. This. No, 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 that's that's actually the correct way so, to design it. Is what are their features, and then we yeah. figure out where they go. Power yeah, so level I'm wise, saying, yeah, what fits where. Flavor. Yeah. What would we want them to do, and then figure out how that would actually lay out into you know a... i kind of hate to say it but i 
what about something modeled off the warlock invocations where you have things you can just do at will? Okay. Because the warlock is the only class that has this big long list of invocations and boons that you just get. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we make those commands and that kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I don't hate it. I'm just going to call them commands for now. Yeah, no, that's that's great. Yeah. Um, and even like another place, I mean, you had already talked about Battlemaster, but that idea of those maneuvers too. Yeah, right. maneuvers was the term I was thinking of. Well, too. again, maneuvers exist in 5th right, right. Ed. Already. Yeah, without... But, but yeah. along that lines, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tactics? Yeah, tactics would be part of that. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, okay, so give me give me some. Base okay, so actually, options. tactics is a cool idea. So third edition warlord was something else completely. It okay. was basically an aura class. Everybody oh. within range got a bonus. Mm-hmm. What if the first level ability or a low level ability is something like? Uh, anyone who can see or hear you within 30 feet gets one particular bonus and you can switch it on your turn from like one of like three bonuses. So like if if I'm understanding correctly, uh, it kind of like being able to switch between like a bless kind of bonus or an armor kind of bonus or. Yeah, like everybody gets plus one to damage, plus one to attack, plus one to AC, plus one to saves. Like yeah. just I'm. Number, don't worry about numbers, just that idea of on my turn, I can kind of look at it and think, okay, guys, this is what we're doing in general. Now, does that become anyone or everyone? Uh, So on the 4E, like, wiki, they have a, it's a choose one feature, and one of them's combat leadership, and it's you and each ally within 10 squares that who you can see and hear gains a plus two power bonus to initiative. Yeah. So I think you could do something along those lines. I, and that's kind of what Grant yeah. was hitting on earlier. I, like you just have some sort I, of radius and there's I like I like the uh the wording is yeah, uh, specifically allies and then anyone within a radius that you can just kind of yeah. And and D&D kind of tends to have like 30 feet yeah. as sure. Cuz I do sort of like the idea of it being relatively close to the warlord. Yeah. I'm wondering if also any and, and this may be a later on, like an upper levels thing, but like um, any enemies also within that radius get the inverse of the bonus. Okay. So, you like, could definitely anyone... have a subclass that's kind of cursy. Enemies. Yeah, or, or like a, a, what is moralizing for your allies is demoralizing mm-hmm. for your enemies kind of thing. Yeah, so like that yeah. could be like a, like a level like four or five thing. Like you can start, you gain this. The ability to impose the opposite. Yeah, there's certain breakpoints yeah. that are always hit, like you know, sure. sixth and eighth, you know, tenth, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I do actually, Jenny, I like that idea of as a subclass where you are not just good at inspiring your allies, but demoralizing your opponents. You sort of specialize in that. You're just gonna yeah. trash talk them like Michael Jordan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it again, it steps a little bit on the bard's toes, but I think in conjunction with the other stuff, it's. Yeah. It's fine. It's its own thing when it's yeah. Um, I mean, there's always going to be some overlap. It's like, oh, well, the barbarian steps on the fighter's toes. You know, give me a break, you know. I mean, I hope not. That's how fights start. <laughs> yes. Also, barbarians are big. That would be painful. Um, yes. Some barbarians are big. 
That's true. I've had fun before in one shots playing barbarian halflings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's that's how my wife tends to play uh, her fighters is very small and very tough. I so. played um, first Dragon Age. I played a two handed weapon dwarf, and my goal was to find everything the weapon would clip through. <laughs> plot twist it was a lot of things oh yeah because you're below <laughs> minimum height mm-hmm. oh no <laughs> stairs were fun oh yeah oh, no um <laughs> okay okay so what what else what else does first level look like or does this all that first level looks like i kind of have an idea okay uh-huh. there's we don't get this a lot with fifth edition um when you pick your subclass of whatever it is for most of them it's third I want to say Bard is second. And, and Druid is like, second. Yeah, Druid. Yeah, oh, Druid. Okay. Yeah, dope. I think Bard's still third. Why not have the subclass at first level like uh, Clerk? Because we don't get that a lot. So it gives it There's some design issues with that, actually, um, where most uh, most players who are invested in D&D tend to start at third level, uh, unless they're doing something very specific. First edition is really designed to teach you the very basics and making a choice at that point uh, is something that is generally frowned upon in design. Um, the other thing is, I feel like there's room for a couple of things that you can do at first level that are still kind of all about... It, it gives the flavor, like this aura thing or something like that. But I like the idea of moving the choice to second level, because it's not done enough, I agree. Yeah. Okay, I yeah, I think for first level, what about um, something as as simple as uh, maybe like once per combat, you can issue an order and you can give up uh, five feet of your move to have uh, an ally move five feet. So just kind of like simple command, but like once per combat or something like that, maybe. I mean, I feel like that's just going to be something where you have a invocation kind of thing where you say, my action this turn is you get to move. Right? Like that would work. That just becomes one of the ones you have. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Here's an idea for the tactics thing. What Mm -hmm. if instead of swapping constantly, um, at first, what if at first level, when you roll initiative, you choose from one of those uh, bonuses and it applies to everybody you know, rep- applies to all of your allies. And then maybe at later levels, you can change it mid-combat. Yes. Yeah, like yeah, so as I, an I, action or something. I put a thing in the notes. Do you, it's like, do you need to tr- prepare or train the options? So yeah, you could have the idea even that like at level one or at level one, kind of like tying in with the invocations thing, you have access to this huge list. And then as you get to a higher, but you can only pick two of them. And those are the only two you could mm-hmm. you could have. And then as you get to like third level, you get another one. And I think it requires some kind of action to change. Right. Maybe a bonus. Yeah, Yeah. like at a higher level, you get to change it. But yeah, Yeah. when you roll initiative, you get that. You pick one of these general bonuses that applies to your party. Based on what I see in front of me, I think we all need a higher initiative. Based on what I see in front of me, I think we all need a higher AC. Yeah. Yeah. And these are all small. Like, I would would say maybe roughly equivalent to the... um, uh, the fighter uh, fighting styles, right? A little bit, bit of a bonus damage, a little bit of an AC bonus, that kind of thing. Plus right? one Just AC, that, like, plus two to attack rolls. Like that 
just describing it as like that tier of bonus. Okay. Okay. No. 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 I like that. I like that. Um, okay. And those choices are made by the play the the, the this player, not the party players, correct? Right. Because there's no mixing. It's everybody gets this effect because I've decided. All right, guys. uh, Phalanx tactics. We're gonna we're gonna all do that. Right. We all need plus one to AC right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, Now, at what point do we start with the Healy Healy? That's going to be one of the invocation style moves, the commands that you get. Yeah, that'd okay. be like a that'd be a separate tactic, right? Like that would. Be I like the. So let, like just just to be clear, we need to we need to work on terminology here. Agreed. T- tactics, I'm envisioning as just like as an the aura. first level thing. Yeah, tactics and is then the commands, and then commands as specific okay. things that you say. All right, do this. This happens, and those are your actions, right? It's a pass. You have a passive thing that you're doing, and then active class features that say, "I'm doing my special thing as my action." Okay, and we're calling those commands. For lack of any better words, some okay. you said okay commands earlier, sure, and sure, sure, sure. that works fine. And I'm going with tactics because auras is a little on the nose. Um, Agreed. And that's the paladin thing, right? Yes. Also that. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, I like this. Okay. So tactics. So let's say there's three. So plus two to attack rolls. Plus, plus two is probably pretty high for yeah, everyone. Yeah, I think I think everyone. plus one is pretty reasonable for attack rolls. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking, so I was thinking one person because it's. But yeah, yeah. If it's going to everyone, yeah. plus one to initiative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that because it's not a huge boost, but it'll get everybody up just a little bit. Is this too yeah. much? Is plus one to AC a thing? That's I it think might be a lot. It probably is. Okay, um, then let me go this route. Choose plus one to save. Hit points. I think. Yeah, actually, I like plus two temporary hit points. Yeah. Hmm. And, and I like and plus one to saves. That's I actually one. don't like, hate plus what, one to saves. That's what Ben just said. I really like that idea. It's, it, it's thinking that everybody is a team and that you're all looking out for each other. Yeah. Right. Movement might like be. calling attention to the, the things. I'm I like, movement, right, so movement is not going to work. Uh, yeah. because anyone within 30 feet of you, if they are moving away from you, like, unless they are moving across oh. the field, yeah. that's, yeah. they're going to run out of range. And remember, it's going to be or doubled if, if somebody is flying or something like that. Or if you have a yeah. monk yeah. that's 45 feet or whatever. I don't yeah, mind that's... the idea of, I think movement, I think at that point then has to become commanding movement. them to move. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Movement because there needs to be a movement thing. thing. There needs to be a movement thing, but no question. Yeah, Yeah. we'll we'll make it that. (laughs) Yes, get over there. (laughs) Yes, essentially. That or like um, cover the flank or something like that. Yeah, yeah, something I like that. Um, I uh, for just for cleanness, I like at first level, I will be all right if there were only three options for tactics instead of four. Okay, so maybe we add a couple. Well, actually. I think no, we choose no, no, like, like, like the... take, like, take one away is what I would do because I like the cleanness of just three. What if, um, for temporary hit points, we did, um, your charisma bonus. And okay. then we just had that because that gives us, that gives us offense with attack rolls, a sort of generic preparedness slash speed bonus with initiative, and then a defensive one with temporary hit points. Modifier. Uh, in Rhodes Ministries, uh, we're we're is making that only one basically a war from fourth though? edition. 
Also, hello, Mike. Uh, sorry, can I ask your question again, Cameron? Mike. If if only one of them is based on your stats, isn't that is that weird? That it is a little weird, weird but the thing is, um, to, we, the plus one to attack rolls is just really good. Plus one to initiative is really good. Plus two temporary hit points is not amazing. Unless unless it was like a ablative or every round, but yeah, if it's seems... restoring every round. That seems too good for first level. Oh yeah, no, no, it also is... doesn't seem like anything other than divine. Like that sounds like divine yeah. magic to me, rather than I am just very good at telling people what to do. I don't, you know, I kind of disagree because people are inspired to, you know, fight on pretty that's, regularly. I, that's kind of the flavor of second wind for a fighter, right? It is in theory. They yeah. take a minute and kind of catch their breath and get back up. Yeah, but like continually over and over every round. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah, that, no. That, that absolutely is like, that, is that sounds that's the thing that sounds divine to me. Not like the okay. temporary hit points in general, or even just like one regen of hit points. Like that, that's fine. But like every round sounds clericky. That's, yeah. the, well, that's the thing. Yeah. What, didn't Ben have? In fact, isn't that ben that is a, a bard thing, isn't it? Didn't it's a bard or cleric spell? Because uh, Peter's used that in our D and D game, Jenny. When Ben used it in the second campaign. Gave, oh, that's right. That's right. He gave in the last you, fight, yeah. we had yeah. like, he gave you and hit. He gave you guys, and that's actually what I was thinking of because, the, you know, we ended up getting like two temporary hit points. And I'm like, Every we're round. fighting a dragon. Two temporary hit points around feels. Yeah, I don't remember what that I was. I think that was you. based off of. I think I'm, that, I'm was based, that was based off of class level, and he was multi class. I think. It was. Hold on, let me. My internet's being slow enough that Beyond is taking forever to load. Um... That's <sighs> Yeah, but yes, yeah. I definitely don't think they need to refill. That's just <clears throat> yeah. if my if my charisma if I have a sixteen, you start with three extra hit points for this combat. Take those off first, and then go from there. Yeah. I agree. I don't. Yeah, we definitely don't want to take it any further than that. You don't because you don't want to just pocket heal this in yeah. Overwatch. So that is a fun subclass kind of thing. <laughs> like, what? I feel well, like if you're would... doing that, play like a bard or cleric. Honestly. I mean... <laughs> Um, no, that's like interesting. That. Okay, so okay, so so somebody in chat just made a, a suggestion. Um, yep. I believe that that would be David. Uh, memoir reminds fighter of a previous battle, gives you some form of advantage. Memoir or memento? So I guess I, I, I'm not question... talking the, the name, but I like the idea of some kind of previous. Not just learned battlefield tactics, but previous experience. Yeah. yeah. By the way, that was uh, Bard Spell Heroism. That was the one. Thank you. So, uh, I guess mm. the question is, is that sort of one of the default flavor options here in general? Where you just, you know all this stuff because you've done it all. You've drilled it all. You've been in plenty of fights before and you know how they work. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Texan. You know, because yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love Matt Cawthon as much as anyone else, but you know, this is. Remember the it, it's a question of whether or not that applies to one particular move, or if that okay, sure. is just sort of a general thing that is just built into the flavor of the class. That seems like something that would almost belong more in a background than a class. Yeah, that's what I'm feeling like. Okay. I mean, I'm not Especially opposed to that in theory. It's hard. It is hard when you are 
starting a class at first level to already have massive amounts of experience. That's a thing that should probably be chosen as a backstory um, thing rather than mm -hmm. part of a class because then you don't have the choice when choosing this class to, you know, maybe be inexperienced and, and you just, you're just good with people. Right. Um, Correct. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's look back at... Again, uh, and if we're trying to think flavor, like we can be just be thinking, like we're just spitballing ideas. Yeah, you yeah, know, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I absolutely, absolutely want you guys and chat to keep spitballing ideas. Tactics like came from, that... from Andrew and chat, yeah. and I love the the idea of the name. Um, so I 100% agree with like with Jenny, but I I think that that idea of something like that could make sense, like after a certain like again once you reach like a certain level threshold, maybe your 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 tag your commands invocations, you gain access to a, a growing list. Isn't that how the warlock works? Yeah, it, that's exactly yeah. how it works. Is they have yeah, a... that would be in, that could be in like the second or third set. Yeah. Um, so it's worth pointing out. There's no reason. I kind of feel like we could go with the warlock invocations known as a rough guideline to start with okay because a we that progression is already sort of proven in a way reasonable uh and b that gives us at least a guideline to work off of and then we can be like well maybe they needed one more or mm, maybe they needed one less you know probably okay, not so less let's but... go look at so that was that is second level for them correct right and then it's yeah. uh so second to fourth level they get two known Fifth and sixth, three, and then it's pretty much going up. Um, fours, seventh and eighth, and then every after that, it's uh, every three levels they get one. Okay, so, so then my question uh, becomes: Do we want to have archetype choice at second level and this at second level? Because I think you want this sooner rather than later, but I don't know that you want both of those at the same level. It's a fair point. I like the um, idea of getting to the archetype sooner. I think that makes a ton of sense because third level, just because I'm a power gamer, I just always want that sooner. If I'm starting at first level, then I get it with most classes. Right. And yeah, I, I but then like again, that idea. I feel like you probably shouldn't be starting at first level in the vast majority of campaigns. Okay, fair enough. Like D&D 5th edition really starts at third level. Levels one and two are, so let me teach you D&D. Right. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. And um, I honestly, just, every time I've taught D and D, have also started at third level. Third level. Because yeah, I started fun. my seven-year-old at third level, uh, and she had no problems managing it or a spellcasting class. Because fair death enough. is real at first level. Yeah, accurate. Um, she, in fairness, she had no problem managing a party of four by herself as they went through Lost Minds of Vandelver. So. <laughs> respect yeah she's scary um <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna teach her about tactics games and she's gonna go nuts one of these days accurate okay okay so what are we calling these so uh, because... commands is as good a word as any for right again, now again, like, yeah for flavor commands is like, okay if so somebody they... at some point comes up with a better one we'll jump right on it absolutely okay so commands start at second level yep and Oh, okay. Gregory is is updating playlist. Um, okay, so oh, yes, yes, you like your daughter. I I like her too. She's great. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. Um, uh, okay, so how many how many options are there at second level for a warlock currently? 
Warlock has, gets two invocations known, um, counting just the ones in the player's handbook. There's one, two, three. A lot of them are restrictive to certain um, prerequisites. So yeah, like... so let me look at the ones that don't have any prereqs real quick. Okay. That works for me. If it's too loud, let me know, and I will mute my mic. Uh, if anyone's typing is going to be too loud, it's been mine for the entirety time we've been doing this, and I'm just going with it. My microphone is right above my keyboard. Yeah, mine is too. It's part of the aesthetic. So yeah, there's so you... 11 that yeah. have absolutely no prerequisites. A okay. lot of the others like require that you have Eldritch Blast. Um, uh, plenty of the others are then like, oh, you have to be third level, sixth level, ninth level, fifteenth level, something like that. And then some of the others are you have. There's one each for each of the packed types, right? Yeah. Packed to the blade, packed to the book, etc. Okay, so let's say at base you choose two from a list. This of list of seven. In- well, no, we, I'd say make it whatever, because the thing is, I feel like most of these aren't going to be, I mean, we could probably come up with more powerful ones as you go, but for base we level could start. just, you know, there's a bunch that are perfectly fine, like, you know, an ally moves, an ally makes an attack. Right, okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, and I, I like keeping them... Um, reasonably like specific mm-hmm. because I think that gives you as a player more ability to find your own utility. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So you, you allow target ally to take a single, I don't want to say melee mean... attack. I don't want to say they make, they make an attack action. Okay. Well, now yeah, what does that mean just... for, for your wizard? They can use a cantrip. Okay. Right. But these because they... if these are commands, these are just uh, phrases. You so actually, how about do we want to? Yeah, they they can with your action uh, use you know make an attack, and I think that that does it, frankly, because I think that does cover cantrips. Yes. Okay. Um, you allow target ally to you use your standard standard action, presumably to allow okay works for me uh so and for some of those like uh if someone else gets to make an action on your turn that would use up their reaction do you do we want that i don't think it should okay because you're basically giving up an action so if if we're trading out your action for you know an, an allies and Ryan, Reaction. you're just retyping the ideas that we have above you, just as a heads up. You're you're actually totally just, right about that. Yeah, that's, that's what I was trying to say earlier. <laughs> Crap. Okay, we're good. Even if I just scrolled up like barely, perfect. Okay. Um, oh, USAS. I like that idea, but I think that might be a higher level one. What's the? I might, wait, let's put it in the list. What, like, what's the? Idea? Uh, just okay. Yeah. So for those listening, uh, in chat, what about converting an ally's bonus action to a full action? I think that could be cool. Um, you might be able to say, because bonus action, you get as many bonus actions as you need uh, within reason. So really what, we, what we're talking about there is you give up an action and on the ally's turn, they get to take an extra full action. So sort but, of a step up from the first one we have. Well, the question is, is that significantly different from you get to make an attack? 
Yeah, on another person's turn. He's because all get... the only difference here is on my turn, I'm picking the type of action that you can take. A move, an attack, something like that. If it allows the use of higher level spells, then that's the only difference to me. That is a that is a difference, yes. And I think that should be at higher levels. Yeah, the, well, that would be based on the character. They wouldn't have access to higher level spells until you're all at higher level. No, but even like a first level spell versus a cantrip is nominally more powerful. Okay. But it would still use a slot. Like you'd still have you'd still have to just have that balancing of. Correct. Yes. Like they would. They still would have their limiting resources. Yeah. The uh, the next suggestion um, from uh, OUSAS was modify how attack of opportunity works possibly like on your guard uh which depends on how you'd want to modify uh the uh attack of opportunity but i think it's an interesting idea at the least what actually here's an interesting one what if um and this would be complicated but i think if you limit it to one round, I think, and one person, I think it would work. What if you had one where um, an, your ally gets to benefit from a feat of that you have as well? Oh, interesting. I'll, so, for example, that's, that's something like the Sentinel feat, which you saw destroy Ryan in the City Repeatedly. on a Hill campaign. Um, Ryan's characters. No, mostly me. <laughs> there was a lot of oh i forgot you had that oh right um, that thing you can do repeatedly mm -hmm. but that that actually does modify attacks of opportunity it says when you hit with an attack of opportunity they stop and so the idea of i have a feat that does something interesting i can now give that to someone else and maybe you give it up yourself so it's so like you would oh, lose the bonus to give it to them, uh, maybe, or make it additional. I'm not sure. That's something we need to kind of yeah. poke at, right? And, and Ryan, do you want me to keep typing ideas above you, or do you want to just put all the ideas there? Keep typing above me, and I'll move. I'm moving them down as I go. Just, just a constant torrent. Make him try to keep up with you. Okay. Because so I, I, I have I, them in two places that are right next to each other. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I'm just I'm putting them back. I'm putting them in an ordered list based on what y'all have up there. Yeah. Oh, make um, them footnotes. That's even better. That oh, way you can eventually take over the whole page. Yep, that's <laughs> um, uh, there's got to be a healing one. Okay, so he's obviously. got that. Uh, he's got that up here called Get Up. Uh, so okay, basically, yeah, grant yeah. them. I, so once per short rest, you grant an ally. You can see the ability to to recover okay, so benefit benefit from a feat that you or... know. Or benefit okay. from a feat that you. Well, have. I'm looking at this one as the healing. No, we're talking about the healing one specifically. Yeah. Oh, the, the healing one. Yeah. Have them roll a hit die. Or hit hit die just, plus your charisma modifier or something like that. Or I like I just I like into the there the, uh, the the energy pool that uh, drew a uh, circle of drew of a uh, dream druid uses. Yeah, um, the HP pool. Yeah, so it, maybe it's a uh, we just keep it would be kept as a temporary HP, just a morale boost kind of thing. It, should they have another resource to track? I don't I don't think so. I like I do like the idea of. Um, telling them, of like, all right, get up, and they get your trial bonus plus a uh, hit die roll. Yeah. I yeah. I really like that. I think it's super clean. And, and it, I think that's pretty close to the fighter's... Um, it's it's second uh, wind, yeah. Second wind? Yeah. That's, and that's Technically, what, it's 1d10, but it's because the fighter has 1d10. Yeah, that's, so, what, yeah, that's um, what Greg and Cameron were referencing earlier, was that. Yeah. 
So I kind of like that. But I like that it's also your charisma modifier, not right. whatever their bonus is. And it sure. lets you scale it too as you get as you get more charismatic as a leader, they would mm-hmm. then be yeah, more that little bit of scaling, to... yeah. Would you get more uses of it the higher level so you could get more people up? Yeah, so you naturally get that because the thing is invocations you can use nonstop. Okay. Okay, uh, so I maybe this... need to remove the once per short rest thing. That's that's what I was thinking of the one for short rest. Well, yeah. okay, so there's a couple of them that I think are limited like that, maybe, yeah. but most of the time it is the invocations are just mm-hmm. you use this over and over. Yeah, but you could like say this only works for one ally once per, per shirt along. That's a lot of tracking. That's a lot of memory. I like the idea. I don't like the the tracking. I like the idea that you can't just keep like every turn you dump. Well, but here's the thing. Hit points into the fight. Here's the thing. Combat heal. I'll say this: combat healing is bad. Combat healing is statistically not great. I mean, that's accurate, particularly for lower level characters. I mean, and if you're rolling like one d six plus two for yeah, I suppose that is relative. You're not rolling high healing. Yeah. So if if you want to spend your time doing that, like if you need that, it's great. Especially if somebody's knocked out, you want to get them back up on their feet. But I don't think letting them do that constantly on their as their action is at all bad. In fact, it's kind of weak unless you really need it. Okay, reasonable. Yeah, I, I like that. I mean, I had healing spells in the campaign we played as a ranger, and I used it once mm-hmm. because I mean, there's just better things to do. Yeah, Listen, that would be my okay. thing is that you can, like a cleric can run out of healing spells. So, yes. like, so th- I, there does need to be some sort of limiter on it. Well, I, the thing is, I, there's plenty of cantrips as well. These are all kind of somewhere in between cantrips and you know, not. Okay, so... Remember, these are all actions. The invocations often are tied to other things as well. We're really kind of talking... Like, like when 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 Croucher uh, casts Eldritch Blast, it's a choice to modify it with an invocation. So, when I cast Eldritch Blast, I can push somebody ten feet with the pushy invocation. I don't remember what it's called because I call it pushy. Um, uh, repelling blast. Repelling blast. And then there's another one that I have where that also modifies Eldritch Blast, where I can basically snipe from like 500 feet away or something like that. It's um, extremely long. Yes, it's yeah. It, it just makes the range extremely long. So it's it is modifying an action that I already can uh, take. There we go. Eldritch Spear. Uh, when you cast yeah. Eldritch Blast, its range is 300 feet. Hmm. Okay. Good which is night. stupidly long. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, having said that, there are some of these, uh, like uh, Sign of Ill Omen, 5th level. It requires 5th level. You can cast um, Bestow Curse once using a Warlock spell slot. You can't so- do so again until you finish a long rest. The, uh, the thing is, though, what we're talking about, the Warlock also has spells, and the Warlock also has, you know, their packed benefits and that sort of thing. These need to be a little stronger because this is not going to be a spellcasting class. Okay. These are going to kind of have to bridge that gap between martial and spellcasting. Sure. Okay. 
Um, and thank you guys for keeping track of these as chat goes, because I'm kind of just moving around as I can. Um, I do like the idea of giving some kind of bonus against attacks of opportunity, because you have mm -hmm. better battlefield vision than the average person does. Yep. Um, okay, 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 okay. Uh, or is number five, is that um, against, so is that a, attack of opportunities against you as you're moving, or is that attack of opportunities that you get to use? I think no, that's a, that's, a, that's basic, yeah, that's against you. you. So if, if I look at Grant's character and say, on your guard, he has a bonus against, his AC when taking attacks of opportunity until his next turn goes up. Can we rephrase that more simply? Was the idea. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Let, let's, was the idea was that you get a bonus the next time you would make an attack. Of yeah. Well, I was using the Sentinel as an example of like giving right. somebody a feat, right? Uh, so that, that's I what I was doing. Mix those things in the notes. Though. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, you're making this a little more complicated than it needs to be. Probably. Brian. Uh, target ally or, or um, until the start of your next turn. Um, when a. a um, attacks against the uh, attacks of opportunity against your chosen ally have disadvantage. That's better. So until your next turn, yeah. one ally of your choice gains like yeah, gaining yeah. numbers is much more difficult to track, especially if we're going to talk about scaling to level, which I'm, I'm not sure we're going to do for these, but disadvantage and advantage are probably one yeah. of the best dang things to be using in this yeah kind of Absolutely design situation agree. um because it's not numbers i mm -hmm. i hate numbers and there's so many already and disadvantage and advantage are two simple words okay and now, i feel does... like disadvantage is not used enough so how does yeah. how does that play out in not taking attacks of opportunity they're harder it yeah. yeah, it's just more difficult. So the the enemy has disadvantage no, in trying to hit. Here, let me let me uh, let me rewrite it here, real quick. Uh, yeah, find everything together. Go <laughs> until your next turn. Gosh, this has to be what it's like to try and write out the rules text of magic cards. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Except those are even more complicated somehow. Something something layer fourteen something something. Something, something, we didn't see the combo and it breaks the game. Our bad. <laughs> that should cover it right there. Until the start of your next turn, attacks of opportunity against that ally have disadvantage. Yeah. Okay. Okay, now, this this one keeps coming back up, and I like this concept of a, a learned from previous experience something. How does that play out? The thing is, I again, I feel like that's just flavor. It's a really strong flavor, but you know, I, I want to. I I like the idea of it being something mechanical in theory, like an interrupt. Well, wasn't the idea too that this was a higher level one of these commands? Like this wasn't going to be. It, a it could be a high level one. Maybe this this could be like um, after once. Uh, I don't know, like once for okay. long rest or something, where you can just do a thing and then an opponent just like stops their action. Uh, that's but almost certainly going to have to have a save. I like that. Yeah, that's save true. seems appropriate. Okay, let's... Uh, but here's the other p problem like... I have with that. Uh-huh. That's just like, you know, that's hold person. Yeah, I was just thinking that. It's, it's like 
hold hmm. person. Yeah, it's it's. And it's also the flavor is off because it's not about your allies. And, well, but I but if idea... we are going to eventually, in higher levels, also affect opponents. Some of them, and yeah. Or, the, or you I have a class. The flavor of it too was that it was like an inspiration to your allies, where you were reminding them of something. Yeah, but then that doesn't tie into the whole, you know, the opponent stops their action thing. Right. I, yeah, I, I think that came from something else. I, that was. I think we're combining two things tied. there to some extent. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I see that. Uh, yeah, now. that was not what those before were that two... had been moved down. That was not. I don't think that was what was there. But... Yeah, those were um, two separate things. There was the concept of we we've seen both of those in in chat. The kind of the concept of stopping an action, which is complicated to some extent. I like it, but it's complicated. Uh, and the concept of finding a way to express pe previously learned experiences. Yeah, and we've got. So I'm going to move this one out and move this just back to the general list. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. The list of um, things that aren't placed yet. Yeah, yeah I think I like that. Um, one th right. Actually, so here's a... For the take cover one, what if we make that... Actually, hold on. Here's a higher level one. Here's a higher level idea. What if we say... All allies within in range, whatever that appropriate range is, uh, get advantage on one particular type of saving throw until the start of your next turn. It requires a certain amount of prediction. That was going to be my concern with that. Well, I don't think that's bad, though, because if you say, I'm pretty sure that dragon's going to breathe fire. We're all going to have to make dexterity saves. Yeah, right. I yeah. like the flavor so of that. All right, remind me because my brain's yep. stuck on fortitude, reflex, and will, and that's not a thing <laughs> you, anymore. You make saves based on all the stats. Okay. Each stat has so, their own save, yes. So, for example, oh, that's a banshee. Everybody cover your ears, you know, and you get advantage on that charisma save to, you know, save or die. So, you okay, know, so you know, basically we... it's like, I'm pretty sure this is what's coming. Everybody get ready to X. Okay, so do we want to make one for saving throws and then a separate one for armor class? Well, okay. Because it sounds so like we're diverging. The, bi there. the bigger thing here is I think it's okay to have. Um, I, I would actually split take cover up because that's a single and, yeah, that, ally. That's, sort of the, that's the question I'm asking then, yes. Yeah, because you're giving a single ally a bonus, but that's kind of a, an easy freebie one. But that's also. AC is far and away more common than saving throws. And. You know, you're also giving, um, if you say such and such ally has a bonus of, to all saves, that's very strong, but you're saying that one specific person. But that can also work with the idea of rallying against an effect, like, oh, you have, you're have you going to have to save against that petrification effect next turn. Well, I'm going to, you know, boost, you, boost your morale and tell you, yeah, buddy, you got this. Giddy. Yeah, you got this. Don't turn to stone. I believe in you. <laughs> I, listen, you laugh. Jenny can tell you about that. <laughs> I can because Croucher uh, in uh, this past Saturday did almost turn to stone. The only reason that uh, she didn't is because of Bardic Inspiration. <laughs> mm -hmm. Reasonable. Okay. Yeah, it was a very close thing. It was so Croucher, though. Nearly dying was... is pretty much your thing in general, Jenny, with yeah. all of your characters. 
Because I mean, I don't mind. No, I I love it. It, Listen, a character who actually pushes the boundaries and tries things is amazing. I love it. You guys skipped literally 80% of the dungeon as a result. That's never a bad thing. Um, I mean, I'm sure you're going to go poke around in it more, but you've. Oh, yeah. Like, like now that we've we've gotten rid of the big bad menace, we can take on the little menaces. Yeah, you can. You got the scariest thing, obviously. Ryan, you're typing in one place where there's a thing right below you. Like, there's a nice chart. that you do it. Yeah, I keep forgetting that's there. I have (laughs) a chart down there. (laughs) Either either above or below, Ryan. Make up your mind. No. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Ryan's writing process. All right. All right. Fine. Nesting tables now. (laughs) <laughs> also no nesting okay. tables nesting tables we, okay so, so we um, need to use excel and then you oh, create let's not go a, there a rule for your data validation based on the selection in a previous spot um, oh i'm disconcerted I do, okay. I do this for work so two notes one um own allies rise to their feet oh that's interesting um so i was I, actually I looking do, at that one oh let's um, we'll come back to that in just a second I I want to take only about 10 or 15 more minutes on this and then we'll wrap up. Um, Mm -hmm. So let's look at that one real quick. And then I want to do maybe one more big thing for fifth level and we'll go from there. I do like Andrew's suggestion. Uh, Prone allies rise to their feet on your turn. Is that the one you're looking at, Grant? Yeah, my thought on that is maybe make it um, one ally. Like, you know, um, as your action, basically you can end the prone or restrained condition on one one opponent or one ally because prone and restrained is they're sort of related it's the idea of like you've been knocked down or you've been tangled up right been knocked down shake it off and get back up get you know but to deal with a lot of the other effects like you know petrified or 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 dealing with other things you'd still want to make saves against those and i think you know giving them the opportunity to make a bonus yeah like that's fun yeah um Um, so how does that work with restrain because if it's something like uh um yeah i i was gonna say the ensnaring strike because there's there's a save you would make uh there's a save you would make, like a strength save for that. Mm-hmm. So would you, with this, would you just be like, and no, because well, there's like damage associated with it too, unlike prone, which there's not. Yeah, so that's that's a good question. Um, maybe we just limit it to prone. Maybe you do just limit it to prone. Get back up. Okay, so... So, so that it has to be called tub thumping. Yes, it's. Um, I'll also accept Chumbawamba. It's the Taylor Swift Chumbawamba crossover you never knew you didn't want. <laughs> hey, I'm pretty sure Neil Cicerega has done that at some point. It's <laughs> if not, he will. It's a perfectly good song. At the same time. Okay, so let's. Okay, so we've got that. I actually like having roughly seven to start with. We we can add more later on. Um, okay, what is what is level five look like? Because, I mean, at 5th level, fighters get an extra attack. A lot of classes get an extra attack. I mean, I think um, at 5th like level... I feel like that's when the, um... Uh, 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 like, the the ranged thing, the 30-foot... 30, 30 oh, the tactics thing? The tactics oh. thing, thank you. The tactics thing. Maybe that's when that could turn into the... It also affects enemies. 
Okay. Um, we could do that. Again, I kind of like the idea of it uh, of that being a subclass personally, where okay. it's like, uh, but uh, along those lines, uh, Jenny, at fifth level, um, you okay? Is this when right we start to switch tactics? Yeah. What if we make yeah. it? You can okay. switch tactics, maybe, um, you know, as an action. Mm-hmm. As a... also aura, if the aura grew over time or over level. Uh, that could probably be a big a later thing because yeah, you're gonna wait till your higher level for that aura to get bigger because that's when you have these bigger, more complicated fights. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. To be honest, thirty feet in six. Thirty feet covers earlier. a lot. Yeah, well, thirty foot radius is sixty foot diameter. Like that's still massive. I believe is that bigger than fireball. Yeah. Well, I would yeah. fireball yeah, for you from 30 fireball. feet in any direction. That's true. Um, well, that's what I was thinking. If you started out with like 15 foot and then at yeah. X level, you got to 30. Goes, yeah. The thing is, 30 feet is kind of a, a built in yeah, for a lot of classes. Is, yeah. Yeah. The, the and like one, they aren't big bonuses to start with. Yeah. I feel, like, I think upgrading the bonuses rather than. You know, having to keep track every level of how big your your aura is is it's just simpler. Like I, I am, I am looking at this whole dang thing from the point of view of somebody who has dyscalculia. Like I can't look at numbers very well, and having to track that many numbers all at once is super confusing. Yeah. Um, this is yeah, about so- the level that I can handle looking at it, and and. Upping every five levels or so, like in terms of the, the bonuses rather than the uh, the range of it, is is what my dyscalculic brain can handle. Yeah, and remember, thirty feet is rogue sneak attack. Uh, it's bar- uh, bardic inspiration distance. It's kind of just the default range for buffing and uh, fighter stuff. The only one that's different is the Paladin Aura of Protection, which is a 6th level class feature and is really strong, and that's 10 feet. Okay, so your... At 18th level, it goes up to 30 feet. So, so at 5th level, you switch your tactic using a standard action. Yeah, and maybe standard action is not... It is too high a cost. It could be bonus, yeah, but we bonus. can just... I like bonus. Let's go bonus. That's sort of your... I kind of like that because that sort of is like getting an extra attack. You have that free thing that you do. Mm-hmm. Agreed. That kind of so works. Another option along that lines would be you could, and this doesn't line up with the tactics, but you could, whenever you would take a attack action, you could now also issue a command. That's a really strong one and would have to come in later, I think. I do like the idea. Yeah, I think it, it reminds me of... Um, I, I don't know if this is a D&D thing. I got it from a, a MUD that I played. But um, with certain classes, like a Paladin uh, class, you would eventually get combat casting where you can attack and cast the spell in the same turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, but so maybe... You, you had to be pretty high level before you could get that. Maybe yeah, it, that level, is really strong. Seventh level, you start to be able to use your use some of your commands as a bonus action instead of a standard? Ooh. Or is that going too far? That, I think you would have to early. take. I think it would 11. have to be based on taking a different type of action. Like you could do this if you did this. Then so, like for example, Eldritch Knight at level seven can cast a cantrip and then also still make an attack. Mm-hmm. And I would say most cantrips are weaker than 
the commands. Agreed. And so, so like just as a reference, and then it's I think it's level twelve that Eldritch Knights. No, it's not. It's it's higher than that. It's like level uh, eighteen that Eldritch Knights can like cast a spell and then make an attack. Okay, I think our best option is to stop here actually, because I think we're we before we delve deeper into something else. I just like the idea yeah. of calling it to Drat Caller because I've been watching a lot of Valorant lately. Um, <laughs> That's fair. It is what it is. It's level uh, eighteen. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's stop here, and we will give, I will go, I will go back to the hangout. Hi, hi, chat. Hey, hi, guys. Um, and we will give everybody a chance to plug all of the everything, because I didn't really introduce anybody by saying anything more than their names, and there are folks here who aren't always normally with us, so I want to give them an opportunity to, to talk about the thing, all the thing. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Grant Yo. and, and Jenny, Grant and Jenny. Yes. Saving the Game. Right. So Saving the Game is a Christian podcast about tabletop role-playing games and collaborative storytelling. Well, we have been going for eight years now, uh, over 180 episodes, and we're still going strong. Uh, we're having a blast doing it. Uh, we're not just about D&D. &D. We try and really kind of stay mostly system agnostic, uh, although that probably varies it's somewhat. It's very on what difficult we're... to do so because we are currently taking a lot of examples from our ongoing D&D campaigns. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, but that's one reason I started playing a Star Wars game placed off Impulse Drive. So, you know, it's uh, it all works out. Um, but yeah, we cover theology and uh, how to apply that theology to role-playing games, uh, how to create interesting characters, and how to deal with uh, particular types of genres. We just did an episode on cosmic horror uh, we recently had uh, W.C. McGuffin, one of the paranoia game developers on, talking about how to have faith in your games at all. Um, all sorts of interesting stuff like that. And uh, we've been doing it for a while. We feel like we're pretty good at it at this point. So if you're not listening, uh, we'd invite you to do so. You can do so twitter.com slash saving the game, facebook.com slash saving the game. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, you name it. We're out there. And uh, uh, stegcast.org for the main website. Yes. Uh, and we also have a Discord server uh, where, uh, that you can access uh, through stgcast.org. Uh, and we also mm -hmm. have a Patreon where you can send us questions that we will answer on air. That's right. We roll a die because we have a table. You have to. Mm -hmm. Random table. And uh, roll a die and whatever question comes up, that's the one we answer. And it's usually great fun. And uh, if anybody in chat hasn't been on and isn't familiar with it please reach out to us because we're always looking for guests wink wink nudge nudge you know if you're a, if you're a podcaster yourself cough, cough, or anybody nudge, nudge, on this show seriously cough nudge wink <laughs> cough yeah oh uh, and definitely do join the discord if you're not already yes. because it's amazing group of people absolutely delightful um okay cameron tell me about so, the one geek so I'm from First Geek 411, um, which is a geek culture um, podcast, and we live stream our episodes now, starting this past week on twitch.tv slash onegeek411, and then we cover all, basically all sorts of geeky culture stuff. We talk um, primarily video games, TV, entertainment, a little bit of tech, and then like um, some sort of tabletop or magic or something like that, those types of things. And then we also do a top three. We just did our top three sitcom duos of all times. And so 
Um, we also recently added two new people to our cast, so that's a ton of fun. We are on all social media as One Geek 411 And then we also have a Discord server that you can find um, through our website, OneGeek411.com. Daniel or Ben, anything either of you want to tell the fine folks about? Uh, kind of. I mean, I, I'm uh, on Twitter at Full Metal Hoyt. I will occasionally stream on Twitch at uh, Full Metal Hoyt. Um, magic if I'm on, go fight him. Uh, yeah, I'll do magic streams on occasion. Kind of random. I don't have a thing set up yet to do it regularly. Um, on Twitter, you can watch me do dumb things like uh, live-tweeting old, very bad James Bond films. Uh I just watched Diamonds Are Forever. It's awful. Yeah, um, it is. He did that yesterday. I did. It was very bad. Uh, but uh, other than that, I don't have a podcast other than City on a Hill, which I'm on. Uh, I don't have a my own podcast yet. I'm, I'm, it's inevitable. I'm contemplating one. I just haven't pulled the trigger on it. Talk uh, to us. We will give advice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Talk to them. Take the advice. I did it. It's good. Uh, okay. Well, Ben. Uh, yeah. No, outside of City on the Hill, I am uh, full consumer mode. So, uh, no, I got nothing. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. There is that. nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, up until City on the Hill, I, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> up until City on the Hill, I was also full consumer mode. Mr. Mr. Gregory, also the man who twirls the mustache, uh, as I prefer to call you, um, lay it on the fine folks. There it is. Uh, I don't do a lot of other stuff either. You can hear me sometimes on the Nerd of Godcast Daily Devotional, and that's really about it. I'm on Twitter. I don't post a lot, mostly just retweeting other things people tweet. Sometimes I post pictures of my vegetables. And I'll also plug the the game Discord. It is a great community. Agreed. Um, Okay, so... And my Twitter, though. uh, TAOS777. Yes, and all of the previously mentioned links... Will will be in the show notes. I promise. I hopefully I'll, I'll remember. It'll be fine. I'm fairly certain I'll remember. Um. So yeah, you have a recording of it. So that makes that doesn't help. I make no promises <laughs> to that. Adding anything <laughs> to to whether or not it's going to happen. Uh, there's a disparity there. We're not going to worry about it. Um, so if you enjoyed, you can find us on Twitter at City on a Hill Game, uh, City on a Hill Gaming dot com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, or here on Twitch now, uh, every so often, twitch.tv slash cityonahillgaming, if you are listening to the replay of this. Um, you can find me and Cameron. Uh, th- it'll have come out bef- before this does. Uh, we were both on the Nerd of Godcast uh, fairly recently, so go check that out. Uh, or the Nerd of Godcast Daily Devo, for which I am also there, as Tony calls me, I am their DM. Uh, this case, not being Dungeon Master, I am their Devotion Manager, uh, as I, I run that podcast for them. Uh, so, yeah. Go check those things out. Link in the description. Uh, shout out to our Patreon subscribers, uh, our Patreon backers, uh, Joanne, Ashley, Tony, and the folks of the Nerd Godcast, and Andrew. Uh, we really appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you for for all you do to help us out with the show on the financial side. Uh, and just everybody that's been retweeting and liking and all, all the things lately, thank you. Uh, the support is greatly appreciated. Greg, I'm looking directly at your face. Um, <laughs> thank you kindly. Same to Cameron. Um, all the all the retweets and Daniel and I think Jenna even still retweets us occasionally. I miss that lady deeply. Hopefully her and and uh, and her husband will be back on with us shortly. I would like to have Jenna and Jonathan back at some point in the near future, if possible. 
Oh yes, uh, Andrew and also yeah, his lovely wife Christina, um, both of who also do uh, f- great things for our podcast. So greatly appreciate you guys. Uh, we will be back on Twitch in the future. I totally promise. We'll see if that actually happens. Probably. Uh, every once in a while, I will also stream Magic Arena on here. I don't make promises to frequency. How often I make dumb decks varies and wants to try them out. Um, Daniel can it's attest. Usu- to this. It's usually against me, and it usually goes. Well, poorly for me and okay for him. Reasonable. I did a thing called Teamer Spider Twin recently that just makes literal infinite spiders um, because I can. It's not great, but, what but about it's the funny. Bees? <laughs> we don't have Hornet Queen. Bees? We don't have Hornet Queen on Hornet, Arena yet. Is Hornet Queen not on Arena Hornet's yet? Nest. Is Hornet's Nest on Arena? No, because I might have to that, force that combo something. would work. That, the same thing would work. The same so. thing would work with Hornet's Nest. Okay, something to force in the future whenever uh, Wizards allows us to. Um, wizards, please. Wizards, please. Hornets I need versus spiders. Go. No. <laughs> yes. Definitely not. That that's is not too a thing. many legs. <laughs> so, that's fourteen <laughs> legs per one v one. That's too many legs. Okay. Uh, we appreciate you guys oh, listening. Man. If we're going to be talking about parasitic wasps, that's a bad idea. Um, that's tarantula a... hawk. Tarantula hawk. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> this is what happens. All yep, nope. I love it. It's what we do here, and we've been doing it for for a while now, and I'm okay with that. So, all, all six of you, thank you for joining us uh, this evening. I think oh, that went. I had no Thank idea what this was going to be. Me. I had no clue what was going to happen here, but I think it turned out quite nicely. And uh, and yes, thank thank you guys for coming. Um, it was greatly appreciated. It was delightful. We will do yeah, this again absolutely. in the future because you know we can always make more classes. We why not? There's not yeah. enough of those. We, we got time. Welcome to City on a Hill Gaming, a fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast. We hope you enjoy our episode. 